grab your Bibles, open up to Galatians chapter 2, and also stick your finger in Acts chapter 15, because we're in week 2 of our series called Through the Book of Galatians. Today we're going to look at two really important meetings in the history of the church, two meetings that changed the direction of the very Christian church from its inception. And I want to start with this. We're talking about four levels of certainty when it comes to doctrine or theology. Some issues for Christians are issues that we should be willing to die for. Some issues are a little less important and they're just worth dividing for. Other issues are worth debating for. And then the lowest levels are the decide for issues, issues that don't really matter that much at the end of the day. Author Gary Brashears says this, divisive people are ones who elevate lower level issues to divide fors. False teachers treat die for issues as questions open for humble discussion. Every church, every leadership team has to work through these sorts of issues and the early church was no exception. That's what we're gonna learn about here as we jump into Galatians chapter two. And here's the first thing. The early church met in Jerusalem to formalize the essence of the Christian message. Before we get to Galatians, let's take a look at where this comes from in the book of Acts. Chapter 15, it says, When they arrived in Jerusalem, Barnabas and Paul were welcomed by the whole church, including the apostles and the elders, and they reported everything God had done through them. But then some insisted the Gentile converts must be circumcised, and required to follow the law of Moses. Now this meeting referred to in Acts chapter 15 is what we call the first council at Jerusalem. It was really the first major leadership council where the leaders of the church, of the early church, got together to talk about well, what are we willing to die for as a church. And if you remember from last week's lesson, we talked about the fact that there was a group called the Judaizers that taught that salvation equals Jesus plus works, while Paul was teaching to the Galatians and to other churches that salvation equals Jesus plus nothing. In other words, there's nothing that we can do to earn our salvation. It is purely by grace that we're saved. So now to Galatians chapter 2, Paul says about Jerusalem, I went there because God revealed to me that I should go. And while I was there, I met privately with those considered to be leaders of the church and shared with them the message I had been preaching to the Gentiles. And look at what he says next. I wanted to make sure that we were in agreement for fear that all my efforts had been wasted and I was running the race for nothing. In other words, the gospel, according to Paul, was a die for issue. This wasn't something we should just decide for or debate over. This is the heart of the gospel message that we're saved by grace, not by our works. We don't have to jump through a bunch of hoops in order to be saved. Jesus did all of the work on the cross, and this was Paul's message to the church in Galatia. And really, if you go back to Acts chapter 15, you'll see that that's what Peter and the disciples agreed to. Here's where they landed on the issue. They said, so why are you now challenging God by burdening the Gentile believers with a yoke that neither we nor our ancestors were able to bear? We believe that we are all saved the same way, here it is, by the undeserved grace of the Lord Jesus. One point for Paul, zero points for the Judaizers. And here's the next point. The gospel of grace was a big leap for the disciples who had grown up Jewish, but it was even harder for the ex-Pharisee 
Paul. Look at what Paul says later in Philippians. He says, I was circumcised when I was eight days old. I'm a pure-blooded citizen of Israel and a member of the tribe of Benjamin, a real Hebrew if there ever was one. I was a member of the Pharisees who demanded the strictest obedience to the Jewish law. But then in verse 7 he says, I once thought these things were valuable, but now I consider them worthless because of what Christ has done. What I love about this passage and about Paul's story is that God used Paul, who was such a legalistic person before he met Jesus, God used Paul to make sure that the early church didn't miss the importance of this. Legalism, the message of the Judaizers, was not the real gospel. We are not saved by our own effort, by our own merit, by our own pedigree. And Paul realized that when he first met Jesus. And now he wanted to make sure that the church kept this message front and center. And that leads to our second meeting referred to in Galatians chapter 2. And it was in Antioch where Paul met with Peter to call him out for not standing up for the true gospel. We read about this in Galatians chapter 2 verses 11 and 12. It says, when Peter came to Antioch, Paul said, I had to oppose him to his face for what he did was very wrong. Here's what he did. When he first arrived, he ate with the Gentile believers who were not circumcised. Remember, there were Jews and Gentiles in the early church. But Paul said afterward, when some friends of James came, probably Judaizers, Peter wouldn't eat with the Gentiles anymore. He was afraid of criticism from these people who insisted on the necessity of circumcision. And isn't this easy to do, to say that we believe something with our whole hearts? Peter certainly said that he believed in the gospel of grace. But then when push comes to shove, we have a hard time standing up for the things that are worth standing up for, the things that are worth dying for. And what's crazy about this is that Peter had learned about this in a vision all the way back in Acts chapter 10. That's when he saw the sky open and something like a large sheet being let down by its four corners. And in the sheet were all sorts of animals, reptiles and birds. And these were things that were not kosher according to Jewish law. And a voice from heaven said to him, get up, Peter, kill and eat them. And Peter thought it was a test of his Judaism. And so he said, no, Lord, I have never eaten anything that our Jewish laws have declared impure or unclean. But look at this. The voice from heaven spoke again and said, do not call something unclean if God has made it clean. And the same vision was repeated three times, and then the sheet was suddenly pulled up to heaven. Now, what's happening here in this passage is God himself is revealing the gospel message to Peter. And right around the same time is when he revealed it to Paul as well. He's revealing it to him to make sure that he gets it through his head that grace is something worth dying for. And yet, in spite of this vision, Peter was still being a hypocrite years later when the Judaizers were putting pressure on him to be Torah observant. But Paul was not a people pleaser, and that's why he ends chapter 2 with this statement, I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless, for if keeping the law could make us right with God, then there was no need for Christ to die. And so this radical message of grace, according to Paul, was something that he would put at that top level. It was something that he said, we should be willing to die for this. In fact, Paul did die for it. And actually, Peter did too. 
So here's a question for all of us as we talk about this with our family, small group, or mentors. Will you stand up for the gospel, even if it costs you something? Read Galatians 2 and talk about it.